0: Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake, myself, BBD Happy June 26th, the last week of June As we head to July, like what feels like a middle of summer month We are about halfway through the baseball season Uh, I think we had a little sticker shock today when Trevor mentioned The Arizona Diamondbacks have gone 79 games without being held scoreless because if you're a baseball fan, you know 81 games is the approximate halfway point of the season. Math pod. That, yeah, I wanted to take a step back, look at a couple teams today. We came off a foolish episode on Wednesday. Thank you all for tuning in to that. And I, I think the other thing that I like, and it, the first year of Talking Baseball opened up my eyes to it. Uh, some of you already may know where I'm going. You may not. Leading up to the All-Star break can be make or break. And that, that sounds obvious, and I, I thought there was going to be more to that sentence, but there's actually two examples. There's the Chicago Cubs example we use, that they went on a West Coast trip. I actually think that was right before the trade deadline. They went on a West Coast trip. It was like 1-9. in nine. It It was bad. It was ugly. It basically, I think it was the last... I can bring it up because I can get there quick enough. It was kind of the last hurrah for, like, are they going to keep the Rizzo's around? Are they going to keep, you know, any of that Chicago team that broke the curse that you thought... You thought they'd keep somebody around from? Yeah. And let's nobody, be... right? You thought it was Rizzo, like...
1: He's the the unofficial official captain? Like leader of that team you thought, thought it, one of him or brian
0: uh going into the all-star break the chicago cubs on june 24th of 2021 they were 42 and 33 pretty good record right especially this season yeah if if they had that record this season they'd be one of like the best teams in baseball the Chicago Cubs going into the All-Star break. So I did have it right. And by the way, we're about 2 weeks out. The Yankees have 13 games left, depending your off days, you're probably between 12 and 14 games heading into the All-Star break, which whoa, right? Like that's I know I just said it, but All-Star break traditionally a little past halfway point. That I don't know, it feels like there's this group of teams, Mets, Padres, uh Cardinals not even really anymore. Uh, but these Mariners, these groups of teams that we've been waiting to click somewhat, and guess what? If you have a great two weeks, if you're the Cleveland Guardians, who have been hanging around just below 500, if you put up a 9-4, and four, you ended up having an okay first half. If you flunked the dunk like this Chicago's, Cub, Chicago's Cubs team. <laughs> be heading out there this weekend, NASCAR. Those Chicago Cubs were 42 and 33. They went into the All-Star break 44 and 46. So what's the math there? They went 2 and 13? Yes, I think so. They went 2 and 13. So the same kind of time frame we're talking about. Um they lost to the Dodgers, Milwaukee Cincinnati, Philly, so maybe it's less West Coast than I thought. uh, but I mean, this is that changed their whole season those two weeks. they were a winning team, nine games above five hundred. Rizzo was on that team. Javi Baez, that's when he got traded yeah. to the Mets i
1: think I think the team we're thinking about with West Coast, I think was the Mets. I think they were in a playoff position, had. An zero six West Coast or something, and and they were their season unofficially ended there.
0: So that uh, you know that Cubs team, that Cubs team had Chris Bryant on it. That Cubs team had Jock Peterson on it. This had, well, Jock wasn't a part of it. Jock was like their one year flyer, Jock. But Baez, Rizzo, Bryant, uh, Wilson Contreras, yeah, like you know that's there's a lot of the heart of that Cubs team that won the World Series that ends up getting broken up uh, that year. And a chunk of it essentially is two weeks leading up to the All-Star break. So, there's a couple teams still out there. The other team, I was going to use the Cubs as the example. I forgot about one of my favorite baseball teams um, in baseball history. And I do say that in a little bit of a rude way. The 2019 Colorado Rockies. The 2019 Colorado Rockies. They went to the playoffs the two years before, 87 and 75 wild card game, 91 and 72. Uh, if you remember that 2018 playoffs, uh, they played a. I think they had a play-in game over the Dodgers, or they lost that on the final day. Um, They beat the Cubs In a one game playoff To get into the playoffs And then uh, they ended up getting swept by the Brewers So 2019 Colorado Rockies Back to back playoffs this is, a, this is a team that does not have a track record Of a lot of success Some of the guys on that team oh, Daniel Murphy A young Ryan McMahon Trevor Story Nolan Arenado Raymond Tapia Center fielder, yes, Ian Desmond. How about that? I mean, peak Charlie Blackman, 940 OPS, 32 years old. David Dahl, 877 OPS this year. This was 2019. This was Juicy Balls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of these guys have 780 OPS's, and that's above league average. They're also getting cores adjusted there, so they're getting double whacked. Um, the rotation, Herman Marquez, John Gray, Senzatella, Kyle Freeland, uh, Wade Davis, Brian Shaw, a young Carlos Esteves in the bullpen. Yeah. Um, now doing it for your Angels. Uh, this 2019 Rockies team was 40-34. and 34. They were 44-39. and 39. Again, in this season... There's a lot of teams that would beg for that. And by the way, they had a fantastic stretch. This team came out of the gates and they were 3 and 12. So when you put that 3 and 12 on a 44 and 39 quick math, you're looking at 20 42 and 27 for a stretch there? 41 and 27? Yeah. Yeah. They after being 44 and 39, They lost their five games heading into the All-Star break. So L5. So instead you're 44 and 45, a game below 500. And then they continued to eat it after that, that they were 47 and 55. And that was the end of that Rockies team. Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story. Um... Scott Oberg with a big year out of the pen. I say all this because we are heading into this final time of the week, and I want to talk about a couple teams that should have your eye, and these teams are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code BAKERS. Bet $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly with code BAKERS. At the DraftKings Sportsbook. This is a real one, people. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. W dot 1 800 gambler.net all games regulated by West Virginia lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood casino at Charlestown races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. State-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball. Terms. Hello. Whoo. Wow. Feel feel my asthma kick in there. Um, that one felt like a prank. Felt like a little bit of a goof for a gaff. So let's bring it back to this major league baseball season. Rays, Orioles, we're good. We're good at this point. They are safe. Yankees. Kind of safe, and they're the Yankees, and they have an easy schedule. They have Oakland coming up. Um, they just survived what was IMO, their scary series, uh, Texas and Seattle. A
1: couple of the guys we've been worried about showed signs of life. So,
0: Toronto, I'm going to put in the same boat. I do want to see their schedule quick because um, they have the same record as the Yankees. I feel like, and this might be horribly rude, but they, the Yankees have a constant, they haven't had a losing record in forever. The Yankees are the Yankees. They'll pay, they'll trade, they'll make aggressive, sometimes wrong moves. Blue Jays have the Giants, the Red Sox, the White Sox, the Tigers going into, okay, so they're good. They're good. White Sox and Tigers, Red Sox. Take care of your business. Blue Jays are good. I thought they'd be good. Blue Jays fans, you might have just got mad at me for a second. You're going to be okay. Boston Red Sox are 40-39, and and I think 500 500 is a good place going into the All-Star break this year. There's a couple teams that would be begging for 500. We'll get to them for a little bit. AL Central, I'm going to be horribly rude for a minute. Nothing matters yet. The Chicago White Sox and Detroit Tigers are still terribly in play. Think about what we've seen in Cincinnati. Cincinnati has had a good two weeks. They lead the Central. That's it. The Pittsburgh Mm. Pirates had a good two weeks. They led the Central. In either Central, if you have two good weeks... If the Guardians, if the Twins, have two good weeks, honestly, you can put Detroit and Chicago in the mix. I don't see it necessarily happening. They have horrible run differentials. But if you catch a little baseball magic for two weeks, you're going to lead a central division. Let me finish the AL before I get to a team that I've, I've been in my head about. For the past couple weeks. Texas Rangers are good. They've done their job, Pop. They look incredible. Credit to the Yankees pitching this weekend. Houston, you're good. I mean, they're still missing Altuve and Jordan. Number one player picked in the old old man draft. Number one consensus on everyone's board. Uh, Jose Altuve. So, Houston's fine. They're still pitching incredibly the play by Mauricio Dubon to save the game last night was nuts. If anyone saw that, if you didn't, go watch it. It was like it was one of those I'm going to I'm going to relate things to Yankees. Miguel Andujar played third base for a little bit for the Yankees. Watching Gio Urshela after Miguel Andujar was a oh my god moment. Um The play Mauricio Dubon made. DJ LeMayhew is a a very good second baseman. He's big. He's got range. The arm played. He's now been playing a lot of third base for the Yankees. Second base is normally one of the most athletic positions on the field. DJ and Glaber Torres aren't... You wouldn't label them that way?
1: They're not going to rate very high on the second baseman athleticism.
0: I watched Mauricio Dubon make an athletic... Play at second base, and I was like, oh, haven't seen that. Haven't seen that one. Um, And, again, he's just been filling in for Altuve as like a bonus piece. Houston, they're Houston. They're Houston. Los Angeles Angels, I've been proud of them, even though in their last ten, four and 6 in it. Let's see the schedule. They've got some white Sox on there. Okay, that's a good sign. I'm not voting for any All-Stars right now. Get out of here.
1: Angels. All right, now. How about Kelsey
0: Winger to Mike Trout? That was cool. Pretty cool. Uh, they go White Sox, D-backs, Padres, Dodgers, but a two-gamer with some off day. So, Angels will be safe of that 500 mark. They maybe get a little asterisk. Uh, just because you all season I've been saying this, you cannot fall apart. Do not join the 2019 Rockies Do not join the 21 Cubs Like you just can't be bad Like if you go 500 into the break You're good Do not have a bad stretch now Because God If that becomes the conversation in Seattle Like your whole first half Which has been really good Man Don't let that happen Halos Do not let that happen um, what else? Out uh, Mariners. Speaking of conversation in Seattle, they're below 500, 37 and 39. They've been there all year. Now Guardians effect. You can come in. You can change the whole story. Uh, they are playing the Nationals at home. I like that for them. They go Nationals. Rays, I don't like that for them That balances each other out Oh no They finish Rays At San Francisco At Houston for four Mm. Seattle, you guys are on life alert, man That's scary Rays, Giants, Astros You better take care of the Nats Because those final...
1: Can can very easily end up in an ugly spot.
0: Final 11 games, that's very worrisome. A team that has not clicked all year and just feels like they haven't been winning series. Oh boy, if you don't take care of the Nats, you're going to find yourself in a tough place. I hate that news for Seattle. Oakland not discussing. Braves, you're fine. Marlins, you're fine. 42 and 31. 11 games above 500. They're covered. They've won f- their last five straight. Four and a half back of the Braves, who have been incredible. Do they have. The Marlins have the third best record in the NL. Whoa. No reason. Minus 13 run differential. But either way, with that being said, and we talked about them a lot on Talking Baseball today, a long Talking Baseball today, because they've done enough. If they trickle into the break, they're still going to be clear of 500. They have more and more young pitching than we thought coming into this season. And they're doing it with a lot, without a lot of their hitters. Jazz Chisholm's out. Avsal Garcia, out. They are going to be a very interesting player around the trade deadline because this is supposed to be the timeline, right? Everyone got freaked out when Jeter left. Still am. Still don't know what that was about. Guess it was to go work Fox with Poppy. But Marlins are good. Marlins are covered. They won't become... The 19 Rockies or the 21 Cubs. They're clear. I was... I'm so stupid. Actually, let me change my stance. MLB.com standings are so stupid sometimes. Because sometimes it'll just flip to a random date. Like an old date I was on that website... Luckily everything I just said about Miami was true still, but the eleven games over five hundred and that win streak was from a week ago. So almost useless. I was wondering, I was like, there's no the win streak didn't make sense because no nobody got swept this weekend. Yeah, this there were zero sweeps. So throw the win thing out. They are eleven games over five hundred though. So all of that still stands. That part's real. You tried to get me, didn't it happen? <laughs> Phillies are three games above five they They're in a unique spot between Dombrowski and Harper coming back, and they've been playing a better brand of baseball lately. I guess you could say, you know, like I've said before, those other teams, you can't shit-shit the bed. But they're kind of in a unique place. They finish Cubs, Nats, Rays, Marlins. So that Rays, Marlins is a, a tricky little six games to finish off your your season, but they've been they've been showing all the right things. A team that's been showing us all the wrong things, and they just did that against this very same Phillies. The New York Mets. It is full blown fight or flight time. And Mets fans, I you know, I grew up with a few Mets fans. I sent some texts this weekend. They're like tuned out. This team hasn't done anything to hook them in. They have a homestand, four games against the Brewers. Corbin Burns coming to the office tomorrow. Teaser. Four games against the Brewers, three games against the Giants, and then they have a West Coast road trip. D backs, Padres. This is a team that hasn't gone all year. They are 35 and 42. So to get to 500, oh my God, to get to 500 by the all-star break. So there's six games there, and there's seven games there, 13 games, math company here. Hmm. So if they won all 13, you'd have 48 wins, 47-43, 46-44. Forty-five and forty-five, so they would have to go. What did I just say? Third, they'd have to go ten and three
1: to get. Yeah, yeah,
0: they'd have to go ten and three against the Snakes and Padres on the road. Who I'm going to get to them in a minute, and then at home versus the Giants and the Brewers. I don't know if this team has ten and three in them. That's to get to 500.
1: <clears throat> That's. Right now, 500. You'd still be behind two more teams before the last wild card spot in the NL.
0: Scary hours. Let's go Nets. For the Mets. Fourth
1: worst record in the NL. Right now.
0: And there's no reason. <laughs> I was going to say there's no reason to believe, but you got to believe, right? got to. I don't know. Mets might, Mets might have some weird conversations coming up. There's a lot of veterans on that team. They just traded Eddie Escobar away. I mean, I know they were calling up some kids and like. Yeah, he,
1: he was the one, kind of the, the easy guy to move out. And Mets! Up time, but.
0: That's scary. 'Cause all year we've thought, you know, it's gonna click at some point. Verlander came back and ten and three to get to five hundred for the all-star break. That's not happening. I mean they're they've been looking for five hundred ball. That's scary. The central I already given my central speech. The team that I keep coming back to, and I know I'm wearing all Pittsburgh City Connect, but it's not them. Mm -hmm. Actually, they've been playing some of the worst baseball in baseball. The Cubs. One of these things is not like the other. In the NL Central, the Cincinnati Reds, who are a new team and deserve to be treated entirely differently than what they've been. They're atop the division, good, great, grand. Ton of young ball players. Their pitching has been generally bad, which you feel like has to catch up at some point. But right now they've got the most magic you can get in baseball, good for them. Brewers are the Brewers. They're going to hang around and might win this thing by default. The team I keep coming back to, and I've told you guys a bunch now, the Chicago Cubs. They are the only team with a positive run differential in the NL Central. They have a better run differential than the Toronto Blue Jays, the New York Yankees, the Baltimore Orioles. That's an interesting one, huh? Some of the metrics absolutely love the Cubs. And when I say metrics, like, I think you guys know... I like advanced stats, I like data, but I... I come back to the basics. The roster resource team screenshot. They're fifth in starting pitching ERA. Uh, their offense is top half. Uh, I feel like it used to be flashier. So I'll I'll pull back on that a little bit.
1: Uh, wisdom spent out.
0: He was he was providing a lot of pop. patty wisdom early this season. Uh, let's see. They've got Phillies. Guardians and Milwaukee coming up. So those are all teams. That's that's an around 500 orgy uh, going down the stretch for the Cubbies. That I was um, the second London game. The Cubbies, man. Ugly play by Trey Mancini at first. Would have gotten them out of the inning clean instead of like three runs, end up scoring that inning. If the Cubs won that game, they would have been 500. They would have been 38-38. and 38. They would have been, you know, I think they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 either way. The Cubbies are really interesting. Their starting pitching staff is clicking. Tyone, Smiley, Hendrick, Steele, Stroman. They're five major league dudes, huh? Feel like you look around the league and you see a lot of a lot of AAA guys filling in and stuff they've got kind of their five.
1: um it's pretty much the crew they thought they'd have.
0: That's the crew you want. so again, in this funky two week window, Cubs playing good baseball, trying to get above that five hundred mark, and if you play slightly above five hundred, you're there, and the central is wide open, and we might be going to Wrigley on Saturday. The Cubs have my head in a tizzy because also they're in a really dangerous spot. You flunk one series. You're playing the Phillies, who I just said are playing a better brand of baseball. Seven and three in their last ten for the Phillies. I don't know. I, I want to be in on the Cubs. I want to believe in run differential. I want to believe in the central stinking. They've got to get me there. But a lot, a lot of other things are there.
1: I mean, the fan graphs, they're like odds to win the division, make the playoffs. They have them as second-best odds in both of those categories ahead of the currently first-place Reds in, in both of those. Basically, coin flip on Brewers versus the field.
0: Yeah, uh, that makes sense, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I've got.
0: Yeah, that's literally what it is. Like, okay, we know the Brewers are going to sustain – some level of being okay. and You can't say that for any other teams, which is insane. Uh, my Snakes are starting to get into a dangerous area. They still lead. Let me start over. The Snakes have done their job and more. I mean, they could limp into the break and that would be fine. My worry for them is San Francisco and the Dodgers are within three games. That... You don't want to be one of the storylines of the first half Halfway through the season And you don't want to limp into the break And you look up and you're in third place Because you've been in first place You've been best record, you know Going toe-to-toe with the Braves They play the Rays, they host the Rays They go to the Angels Who I told you Aaron, don't-poop-the-bed mode They finish with the Mets and the Pirates, which that makes me feel a little better. Um, I think the Pirates are, as as I wear their gear. Thank you, Pirates. City Connect, let's go, Pirates. I think the Pirates are, they're not buying. They're selling. I'm just worried. The Snakes have had such a storybook first half. Don't let both those teams jump you. And Snakes fans listening to this probably hate that because they've been ahead the whole time and shouldn't be thinking that way. And they aren't. But host, playing the Rays, be careful, Snakes. Giants, you're good. We didn't know what you'd be this year. You've had an incredible stretch of baseball. You're 10 games above five hundred. You can limp a little bit and be fine. Dodgers, you guys end up... In a great place every year You guys are fine, you don't care The other team that was one of the talking points of Today's talking baseball And will be the rest of the way Another team with a great run differential Plus 31 That is, I mentioned the Cubs were plus 32 So they're better than all the teams I just I mentioned with them Toronto, the Yankees, the Orioles The San Diego Padres weakness this year Has been hitting And that might sound insane Because it should Tatis Soto Machado Bogarts Cronenworth was bad I think he's kind of finding his way back Hassan Kim has been good Really good Mostly deep, well, both sides. A lot of defense. Gary Sanchez was a shot of life for a little bit. They rank as a top five pitching team, and they rank as a top five defense, the Padres. How about that? So you're telling me the Padres' weakness is hitting? They're 37-41. They are all-time, and all-time committed to a roster. Except two guys, which we talked about, Snell and Soto, who have both been incredible for them, by the way. I hope the Padres go into the All-Star break and they are one of the stories about how hot they finish those two weeks and look out. They host... They're at Pittsburgh Darvish, Snell, Musgrove Okay Snell Keller, by the way, on Wednesday Bet the under Both of those guys Holy Toledo DraftKings They're at Cincinnati We'll see where Cincinnati's magic level is at that point They finish at home with the Halos and the Mets That Mets series And Padres series Feels like the two teams that have disappointed the most... Sorry, Cardinals fans. Excuse me. We've almost put you in our rear view way too early this season. Padres-Mets in San Diego to wrap up right before the All-Star break. I'm going to buy a little bit of Padres stock now. I will say they end up above 500 going into All-Star weekend. And that's where they need to be. Um... That would be a great way to finish up what's been a disappointing first half. But their their pitching has been there. Their defense has been there. And it feels like their offense is there with some of the names you mentioned. But it just has not come together that I'm going to lean into a struggling Pittsburgh team, a homestand coming into the break. I think San Diego finds it. And boy... Do I have a chance to look dumb? Because they just blew a series to the Nationals. And that's kind of been the story of their season. So, I don't know. I I think if not now, when? So, I'm going to bank one last now. Go, Padres, go. Otherwise, BBD, you noted it on Talking Baseball. Does a Soto conversation reopen? Year and a half left. It's the only it's, extension they haven't gotten done. Is Snell on the table? Are they just gonna ride this thing into the ground? You can't add.
1: Their avenue for long term adding w- is to kind of reshuffle the deck, replenish the system with with some Soto pieces. If it, if that is the avenue they were to choose. You're never going to get anything that equals Juan
0: Soto, of course. How about this? And I know this isn't... This isn't going to do much in the Padres' clubhouse. Hey, Padres, you kind of have two weeks to not become a Jolly Olive video. Because mm. right now, if... <laughs> If in 15 years baby James goes on baseball reference And looks at this Padres lineup and team That wasn't successful He's going to be asking us what the hell happened And right now I don't know what to tell him It's the offense but the guys you'd think about Are doing enough So I don't know That's that's why I'm not selling I mean let's be honest I was kind of the last to sell on the Cardinals So I screwed screwed the pooch there Haven't fully sold, by the way. One piece of stock. One piece of stock. That I don't know. I'm excited to see where these two weeks bring us. I was shocked today when Trevor Plouffe mentioned 79 games for uh, the Diamondbacks. Not shut out. Uh, The Tampa Bay Rays are at 81 games. They've played half of their season. Pretty insane. Pretty insane. So... I guess. I guess. Let me know your team's final two-week stretch that you're worried or excited about. What were you giggling about, peeps? I'm
1: mean, not giggling, but I mean, even sadder for this two, for the 2023 Padres, and when Baby James and Baby Claire look at their baseball references in 20 years or whatever, and and see this, they might just think, "Huh, Jake Cronenworth was bad, huh?" Yeah. Xander Bogarts kind of. Kind of a whatever player. That who's Manny Machado.
0: I need one of the nerds. I need one of the nerds to figure out something about having holes in lineups. Because Soto's a 160 OPS plus. Tatis is a 148 OPS plus. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bogarts has still been positive. Kim has been positive. Even... Machado's numbers aren't where they're supposed to be, but I think he was hurt. He,
1: he was, it was a really bad April plus hurt. So he's climbed himself in a, in a lot of ways out of that hole.
0: But Grisham, Cronenworth, remember that catching position before before Gary came in? There's something to lineup composition that the nerds haven't figured out yet. And honestly, you'd, I don't know. I was going to say something that was going to sound so old that I was going to lose the kids. Let I want to look up one stat before I lose all the kids forever.
1: We would hate to lose the kids forever. It's bad for business. I can't wait to
0: lose the kids forever. Okay. The top 10 teams in baseball in batting average. Texas Rangers are one. They're good.
1: They're a good team.
0: Atlanta Braves are two.
1: They're a good team.
0: Tampa Bay Rays.
1: Very good team.
0: Arizona Diamondbacks.
1: They've been a good team.
0: Toronto Blue Jays.
1: Playoff contention. Not
0: in not in those four realms, but... Um, number six, hurts the case, Washington Nationals. Bad team. Not good. I, I'm sure I could point to some pitching and other stuff if I wanted to, but stuff, stuff to watch for. For the point of this exercise, Miami Marlins number seven
1: mm, in a playoff spot, or
0: what the fish have been doing
1: there. We, in, we all kind of collectively refuse to actually consider it, but they—they're have
0: overachieving. Team. I think you could
1: say that pretty fairly. Yeah.
0: Could also say the Nats are overachieving if I wanted to. I won't.
1: Yeah, they're still ultimately where about where we thought they'd be. Just
0: Lane Thomas gang. Kind of, uh
1: I love Key Bear.
0: Eight, nine, and ten. Red Sox, Angels, Reds. Yeah. Bottom ten teams in batting average. Oakland. A little unfair, but it is what it is. Milwaukee. I don't know, underachieving, but we said they'd win the division. Yankees, underachieving.
1: Mm-hmm. They're
0: literally a good team, but underachieving. Supposed to be, like, one of the best teams, but...
1: In a playoff spot.
0: How about this? Okay, so let I'll list the bottom 10 teams in batting average. Oakland, Milwaukee, Yankees, Seattle, Detroit, San Diego, Minnesota... Kansas City Royals, White Sox, Pittsburgh. So if I labeled it this way, if I did it underachieving or overachieving, and I think I'll leave in a neutral because I think there's some that don't deserve debate. Oakland is underachieving. Mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> by technicality, they're having one of the worst seasons ever. Uh, Milwaukee, can you say they're underachieving? Mm.
1: Yeah, they're not currently in first place. Like
0: For everything we know, yes. Yeah. For everything we know, yes.
1: The, again, two good two weeks and you're no longer underachieving, right. but right. That's fair. But yeah.
0: Yankees are underachieving. Mm-hmm.
1: We know a big reason There's why. Different
0: but, levels to underachieving, but whatever. Seattle's underachieving. For sure. Detroit, I guess I would say neutral, but the reason it's neutral is because their offense it's supposed to be bad. We thought their offense would be when, very bad
1: when we saw their roster on TPP season. Yeah. Gasps, literally gasped.
0: Okay, San Diego Padres underachieving. Underachieving. Twins, I I'll put neutral. They're atop yeah. the division.
1: But they're, the they're off, where they're supposed to be.
0: The offense has been underachieving, but I guess that'd be expected from the bottom mm. teams. I'm talking teams as a whole, whatever. They've, their pitching has also been as good of a Minnesota pitching staff as they've ever had. Yeah. So, in a way, uh, Kansas City Royals, underachieving, mm.
1: but whatever. So, yeah, another kind of neutral. But White Sox. Expected nothing.
0: From last year, they're underachieving. Unfortunately, we've been bludgeoned to death with this White Sox team, so it feels neutral. Pittsburgh was overachieving, but now they're sprinting.
1: They were back to where we thought they were.
0: Sprinting to underachieving. And again, I I just changed the scales, but going back, Tampa, Texas, Atlanta, over over, if not neutral. neutral for Atlanta, who's supposed to be one of the best teams in baseball. Angels are half overachieving. Mm-hmm. Toronto, I'd say neutral. neutral. This is kind of what if you'd expected. Anything, I'd
1: lean under, if it, if I had to label. So they they go against the grain. The grain here.
0: Um, Arizona over highly overachieving. Nationals neutral. Miami overachieving. Boston neutral. Cincinnati Reds. Overachieving. So I don't know. I don't know. I, obviously, there's so much more attached to that. And we know yeah. that with baseball now. We know that if you just had empty Omar Vizquel hitting 320 seasons with a 680 OPS, that's not the perfect formula. But yeah, I, I don't know.
1: For, for all these seasons, I think the nerds counter with, like, yeah, if you get a lot of hits, you probably get a lot of extra base hits as well. Like, it, if, if you get a lot of singles, you get a lot of everything.
0: But was just an interesting
1: average follows along with was just record. an interesting
0: exercise. I'm not saying it's everything. You obviously need either pitching to go with the hitting or hitting to go with the pitching. The twins, like I said, their hitting hasn't been there. their pitching has been fantastic. Boston top ten hitting kind of what we expected from their pitching, right? um I don't know. I think batting average is going to get a little sexier as we go. We just got rid of the shift. Obviously, if there's more hits, there's more doubles and home, everything you just said. Um, I don't know. I hope I didn't lose the kids too much because I didn't really say anything. Just an observation. Ties into my whole offense theory that I've been brewing this year. But, uh,
1: yeah. yeah. I don't there's know. a world where batting average isn't nothing.
0: That, that's been my... I might put that on a shirt. Batting average isn't nothing. Because it's not. It shows you when you get a hit. So if you have a guy a la Aaron Hicks, who's a 230 batting average, but a 350 on base percentage, and you have DJ LeMahieu who's a 300 hitter with a 350 batting average... Guess who you want with runners in scoring position? Same is not same. And I think baseball's figured that out. Um, I don't think I'm breaking news there, but... It was an interesting, weird exercise to end this on. I'm jazzed up for the last two weeks. I will see you guys Wednesday, and I hope you enjoyed your weekend. I had a wedding, obviously. Goodbye.